Hey, Coach, how are you tonight? I am good. Yourself? I can't complain. Thank you very much. So on Friday night when you joined Mark Stephen in the in the locker room, you said, hey, it was an entertaining game, uh, but we just didn't play well enough. So you've had a couple of days to look at the tape and uh, go back over it. Uh, what are your thoughts now? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, every game we play is entertaining. Uh, some are going our way. And, uh, you know, we did feel like we played well enough to win, but uh, didn't. So you have to kind of look back what went wrong and, and where we kind of gave it up. And uh, there's lots of areas. Lots of times you look at games, you don't know which plays are going to make the difference, but if you just would have made another play or two, you probably would have won, and I think that was the case in, in that game. Well, you're exactly right, and, and I just I just talked about it. 2.20 left to go, you get the ball back, but unfortunately it was a quick two and out, and it gave Winnipeg another opportunity, you know, to get to within field goal range. And, and Bo said, hey, that's on him, you know, because, you know, it was it was good all night, but unfortunately couldn't get it done at that time. Um, you know, j- just your thoughts on, you know, again, there's no running game, which which is a little bit unfortunate for this team, but the passing game was so effective all night long. Well, yeah, I appreciate Bo taking the heat for that, but both balls are catchable. Both both passes could have been caught. Were they easy? Maybe not, but uh, definitely could have been caught. So, you know, it is what it is. Bo played one of his best games again. He's on fire. Uh, you're right. The running game isn't uh, what it needs to be. I'm not sure, you know, it's going to change. So we're working hard at it, but maybe that's who we are. Um, so we have to figure that out and try to, Try to win as many games as we can, and, and uh, you know, if your quarterback's your best player and he's on fire, try to ride it out. We had our chances. You're right. Offensively there, and then we only had six plays in the fourth quarter, and that means your defense ain't getting you the ball either. Uh, so it was a it was a team loss. I mean, we can't say they sit here and say we completely outplayed them because they made their plays. Uh, you know, we won the penalty battle, we won the turnover battle, and yet we lost. That doesn't happen very often with Stampeder football. Mm-hmm. Uh, the running game, and, and of course, you know, we got lots of texts about it on Friday night. I'm sure I'm going to get some more texts tonight. Ante Leader, 11 carries, 35 yards. Don Jackson, he only had the one carry. That that really is a ratio situation. And and as you say, maybe it is what it is, that you're going to have to be more of a passing attack, you know, heading into the playoffs. But uh, can you get Don Jackson more involved, or is that just because of the ratio situation going to be very difficult? I could have got him more involved a little bit there. I mean, I didn't get a lot of runs anyway, um, but, I, I mean, I, I had the option. I have to take an American out. I have to take a receiver, an O-lineman out. I felt like O-line, uh, you, you know, you can say that they didn't, you know, great run blocking, but they did a nice job in protection against, uh, you know, I think Winnipeg threw the kitchen sink at us. They were putting guys everywhere, bringing a lot of pressure, Um I didn't think we handled the linebacker dog blitz, what we would call, you know, like where he would come downhill on our guards. I don't think we handled it. And uh, but other than that, we, we did a pretty fair job, and I thought Bo was moving around well. Mm-hmm. But you're right. We, we need to run better. But you know what? It's got to be a little bit more patient on my part, but we have to have some production. I'm not going to sit there and say that um, we made run plays. We didn't. So uh, pass game was working. You try to stick with what works. Right. Uh, you know, hey, four touchdown passes. It, it was, you know, Bo Levi Mitchell completes 31 of 43. You know, we, we've, said, we've talked a lot about the quarterback. Unfortunately, Eric Rogers does get a little dinged up in the, uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, any update? I, I know you haven't practiced the last couple of days. Yeah, I gave him an extra day. I think they need it. I think our whole team is uh, fighting it a little bit. Um, but Eric and Reggie went out after that big hit. 
Um, you know, we were just honestly trying to mix and match a little bit. That would have been my chance to get Donnie in the game, though. Um, but then Eric came back, and uh, and then he came out, and we missed him at the end, no doubt about it. But uh, I think he'll be all right, but okay. no, no guarantees. He's had a great season, and uh, once again, a couple more touchdowns. Uh, you know, the passing game was solid. Like you said, it's, it doesn't mean you're going to win games, though, necessarily with if you only, you know, can't quite finish and it was so close we just needed two more catches i think it would have got the job done I, I give a lot of credit to Zach Caleros. You know, after he got hit by Winton McManus in the second quarter, I'm thinking, wow, this guy's not getting up. He did get up, and 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 hey, you have to appreciate the game that he played. I thought he was solid. I mean, I don't think he lit it on fire. I thought he was solid, but sometimes that's all it takes. And they do. They control the ball. They, uh, you know, he made an amazing play. Uh, you know, where he put that one uh, in the corner of the end zone. I'm not sure he was even aiming for that guy. I guess you have to ask him, but <laughs> that was a great play. And that was a play he's made in the past, which that's when you can see the skill and the talent. And uh, But he didn't, you know, he did he did give us an interception and should have had another. He hit went right in the chest. Um, but he did, like you said, for his first game back and taking that big hit, um, he rallied his troops and he got the job done. They obviously were different team with him under center because their, their running attack was was okay but not like it was the week before and and that just added a, a different dimension to the game didn't it uh, but it didn't probably surprise you guys at all well i mean he, he definitely you know, Strebler can do some good things uh different things you're right 100 percent uh he wasn't even available to him so it did change it and it did work itself back into more of a uh traditional game plan <clears throat> you know for our coaches we had to alter what we called and did thought we handled it fairly well. I mean, we held Andrew in check. I'm not ever going to say you're going to stop him. It's when you, you know, you keep Andrew and, you know, I think he's 15 for 64, somewhere in there. We feel like that is a fairly fair job. But when we needed to stop him the most, we couldn't get it done either. So uh, it just was one of those games where, like you said, it was going our way, but we just weren't able to finish. A scary moment for Royce Michi as he uh, has to go to the hospital. Uh, he was able to get on the team plane uh, when you guys were coming back. Uh, so I, I take it uh, everything came back negative uh, on the x-rays, but he looked like he's a pretty sore football player. Yeah, and it was a mistake on our linebackers that forced him into that tackle. And uh, uh, that's where sometimes we just got to make sure we do our job. You know, instead of trying to do someone else's job, do yours. And Metro's covering up for a linebacker, didn't even get the switch and, and uh, took a big hit. I think he's going to be all right. I think he has a good chance to play as well, but okay. uh, I will always be cautious on that. It's not anything with his spine. It's muscular, but it is it definitely spooks you uh, when you get that feeling and numbness. So um, at least that's what I'm told. So I feel good about we've given him this due diligence and we've, we've checked everything out. Now we just got to see if he is capable of playing. Okay, before I let our listeners loose on you, Coach, uh, maybe just one more positive here. Herji Mayala, uh, again, he just seems to be coming into his own after the NCAA game. He really seems to be adapting to the Canadian game as the season goes. That's the guy we drafted first round, and now he's taken a few more steps even than we thought he'd get to, but we felt he could be a real good player. I thought he's he's been clutch, too. I mean, he's catching touchdowns. Bo's finding him with his scrambles. He's got strong hands. He's pretty confident player right now and uh, I do feel like we're pretty balanced too I think we have four weapons now we can use all four which 
should make us a better team in the pass game. Okay, Coach, uh, we're going to put you on hold. We're going to come back and uh, open it up to the phone lines. Uh, you know the numbers. If you want to talk to Coach Dave Dickinson, now's the time to do it for Tom's House of Pizza. Easy to call, easy to text. One number does it all, 403-974-8255. Stampeders lose to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Friday night. One game left on the regular season. That's this Saturday night in Vancouver against the Lions. This is 770 CHQR. And back with head coach uh, Dave Dickinson here on Sports Talk with Jock. Let's go to the phone lines. Edward, you're on the air with the coach. How you doing? My son's a Stampede season tickets uh, coach, uh, Mr. Dickinson, for 12 straight years. And I just got my $460, 107th grade cup ticket my son sent to me. But I just wanted to say something to you and to get your, your views on this. I, I, the CFL needs to get rid of the non-committing, non the non-committing one-year contracts, even even with rookies now, and and start building some continuity amongst CFL teams, and that that there aren't they aren't complete, depleted every year, and finally allow the GMs and coaches too as well to recruit the best available players to start and play in the CFL at every at every position for an entire CFL game, like the other professional sports leagues do, including MLS MLS soccer, not be handcuffed and dictated to who starts and plays in the CFL by guaranteed Canadian starter ratio. And the, and the CFL also needs, I don't know if you heard about this rule that was presented to the commissioner of the CFL, spider CFL red zone rule, that will remarkably completely eliminate all the biggest turnoffs, the two biggest turnoffs and killers of a CFL three-dog game, that being all the distasteful two-down football stops in the red zone and all the boring, predictable, non-eventful, easy chip shot field goals in the red zone, completely gone. That will make our CFL three-dog game a lot better and a lot more entertaining and a lot more exciting brand of CFL three-down football to watch and be part of. And thank you for allowing me to say that. All right, Edward, thank you very much. I'm not sure if uh, the coach has a response to that or not, but uh, I'll leave it up to you, Coach. I will respond, I mean, because, listen, you can always make the game better, 100%. If you think that the CFL game is not an outstanding game and that this year our games have been as exciting as any league, any sport, anywhere, I mean, if you don't like CFL games this year, you're probably in the wrong business. So, I mean, I hope he, I get, I get that he wants to improve, but man, if we had some inter- an entertaining year, I think our fans have proven that they enjoy it. Cause they're coming out in droves, and I think we can make it better, though. I'm not sure I'm gonna mess with the ratio, but that's probably a, a topic for another day. But, uh, Fair enough. I do think there's always ways to make it better. Edward, I'm glad you're, your son's a season ticket holder, and I'm glad you got your tickets for Grey Cup 107. That is good. Uh, this one comes from Kevin on the text line, and Kevin says, Hey, Coach, have noticed a red zone two-point conversion trend with Bo staying away from the edges of the end zone. A lot of throws have gone near or in the vicinity of the goal line. If we have gone over the top, the ball is out early and in the receiver's hands. Five yards from the side are the end lines. Personally love this because we have a world-class, accurate quarterback for 10 to 25-yard throws that works heavily to our advantage. Is this by design, or has it just worked out this way? That's from Kevin. <laughs> I went for two a couple, uh, three times again this past game. I mean, we, we, um, we, we have plays. We have plays we like. I mean, we, we got options across the board. It kind of depends on what they're playing and, and where we think we get our strengths. But uh, obviously we missed one, too, on an under route, which we had a guy open in the corner. But most teams will protect the line. Uh, they understand that back line is to their advantage. Um, you know, we just trying to find ways to get in there. Obviously, we've had pretty good luck. I think we're, oh, I'm going to say we're around 70%, you know, of 
maybe higher throwing on two-point conversions. Haven't had as much luck running in it, but, uh, you know, I think Bo understands the rules, loves the 20-yard end zones, and takes advantage of it when he can. Uh, this texter didn't leave a name, but the texter says, uh, Jock, can you please ask Dave why he chose to punt into the wind from deep in our own end zone? philosophy of mine obviously it doesn't work out for you i punted from the 12 earlier and we didn't give up anything one of the reasons you do you know if you're really tight you're on the eight i agree uh it's tight but uh i felt like uh we've got a good punter one of the best in the league and uh we're up by four so if you take yourself and you give yourself a uh you know a two-point loss there then if you kick off from you know 25 obviously they're almost in field goal range uh, to take the lead. So I was feeling pretty good about our defense. They were hanging in there, no doubt about it. But uh, with the penalty and the poor punt, and then obviously give up the touchdown, certainly didn't look like a good decision. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, this one from Christian, and Christian says, Josh Huff only had one catch. He was targeted four times. Did the Bombers take him off his game, or was it an off game for Josh? wasn't an off game. In fact, he was open quite a bit. Uh, ball didn't find him. You watched uh, the way he was running and running his routes. He got open, um, had him on a wheel route. We underthrew him. So uh, I thought he was still running fast. I really feel like he's comfortable in what we're doing now. And, uh, you know, not always does that position get balls, though, let's be honest. That's been a position that's had big games or very little production in the game. And, uh, you know, we would like to got him more, but, uh, you know, it wasn't like the other guys weren't making plays. They do have a really good boundary corner. I think Winston Rose is one of the best in the league. But watching the tape, Josh still got open, and the ball just didn't find him. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that's it on the text line, Coach. So I'll, just, uh, I'll, I'll ask you a couple to wrap it up here. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, uh, obviously, they're now in the rearview mirror. All you can look ahead is to the BC Lions. Uh, Mike Riley is down. What's your message when you get the guys back into the uh, practice facility tomorrow? And uh, what's your focus heading into this week? What we told him is, listen, there's there's still a, a path to where we want to get to. It's a different path than if we would have won that game, but uh, and it might be a little bit tougher, a little bit windier, but the path is there. Let's focus on getting better and, and trying to take care of business. We wanted to go in trying to win our, our last game anyway. We want to get some momentum. Uh, we understand I've been in the league a long time. These guys that come off buys and it's their last game, and you're going to say, well, they don't have anything to play for. They're very dangerous because they play very loose, and they they really are trying to play spoiler. And um, I definitely feel like, obviously, uh, uh, we have to play a very good game in order to, to win it. It's on the road. Yeah, it makes it a little easier with Mike not in there, but they've had two weeks to look at us, uh, prepare their game plan, get their quarterback ready, and, and uh, you know they'll be after us, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. The one nice thing is the elements won't be a factor. You're indoors at BC Play Stadium, and, and hey, if your team can play their game, you have to feel good about your chances. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, like you said, our team is improving too, which is, which is good. Um, not always does it play out perfectly for you with wins and losses, but um, I definitely do believe that uh, uh, you've got a chance to get yourself rolling. Just a game, it's, it's an important game. Uh, we're going to have to win more important games, but it would be nice to secure that home field advantage. If you have to go double road trips, very difficult. Uh, we're not giving up if we don't win, obviously, but it would, we know it would be a much easier path if we can get the win and, and at least get one game back here at McMahon. Hopefully we can get some luck from the Eskimos, but uh, we got to just make sure we take care of our business and 
try to win a game. The last time I checked, I think it was 12 players on the uh, the six-game injury list. I don't think any of those players are coming back anytime soon. Is there any update on Corey Greenwood? I mean, he's getting better, but slowly. Uh, yeah, I mean, just keeping our fingers crossed. He's getting good medical care. The doctors think they got a handle on what's giving him his problems. They're just trying to get it fixed uh we could use him ain't no doubt about it <laughs> you know there's a there's a few guys on there you know cordero law would be another guy that we really missed it was a great uh you know to us i'm hoping that he has a chance this week uh he would help us but i also gotta i gotta weigh all these things with the with also the fact that we do want to win this game but i need these guys in the playoffs uh, we won't we won't be able to play our best without these guys so i gotta really weigh that and decide how how to structure our roster how did you like uh, Dexter McCoyle on special teams? Well, we got him down for like four tackles for him. I mean, maybe not all solos. Um, he took a penalty on a rule that's a little different up here. Um, got that figured out. Um, did a good job, you know, and I think he could play more this week. Nate um, Holly's had a good year. Uh, I do believe uh, uh, Dexter, though, is here for a reason. He needs to play. I need to get him ready to go, and hopefully he helps us. Coach, as always, appreciate your time and, uh, you know, stay uh, stay warm this week and uh, we'll see what happens on uh, Saturday night. That's the plan, Jack. Take All care. right, take care. Dave Dickinson, head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, joins us after every game, so he'll be back with us again next Monday here on Sports Talk with Jock Stamps and the Lions. 8 o'clock kickoff on Saturday night. Our Truman Insurance pregame show is on the air at 6.30. we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hook up with Moses Waldu from Global Sports. He's just back from Regina, the Heritage Classic. I wonder if Moses got into any trouble in Regina. We'll ask him that when we come back on 770 CHQR.